Hello, this is Jen from I Listen to Everything, and this is just a little message before the episode to let you know that I messed up. Um, The sound quality in this episode that you're about to listen to is not the greatest, and that's because I forgot to make sure that the recording device was my professional little microphone here rather than the microphone that is built into my laptop. And the one that comes from my that is from my laptop is pretty bad. So that's why it sounds the way it sounds. But the episode is about city pop, which is a Japanese genre of music from the 80s. So you just pretend you're listening to it on like an old radio or something from the 80s and it'll really get you into that vibe. You know what I'm saying? No, but I do apologize for the sound quality. I'll try to make sure next time that I don't screw up. But, you know, rookie mistake and i hope you enjoy the episode make sure to listen to the songs on your own time because they might not sound the greatest in this recording but i assure you they are good songs thank you for listening and enjoy the episode hello everybody welcome back to i listen to everything the podcast where we break down music genres and then we listen to songs of that music genre that's this podcast that's what we do i try my best to know everything but i don't no you don't need to know everything that's not the goal here the goal here is to learn about different music expose ourselves to different ways of listening different (laughs) expose ourselves to the different kinds of music music genres that are out there you know some people they just they listen to rock they listen to hip-hop they listen to this this is so that you can expand your music taste if you feel like it you don't have to but um, for those of us who are interested, this is for you. That's what's up. Yes. Um, and today's episode is pretty interesting because we are, once again, going to somewhere other than North America. Um, Although, well, Trinidad is still North America. Yeah. <laughs> but we are all, once again, going to a country that's not Canada or the U.S., but rather an East Asian country. Oh, Yes, today we're going to be talking about City Pop. What is that? City Pop is basically a loosely defined form of Japanese pop music. Oh. But it wasn't always called City Pop. So this kind of, the style of music emerged in the late 70s and it peaked in popularity popularity during the 80s. So it has a very 80s sound to it mm-hmm. because this music was coming out during the 80s. Um, originally, it was an offshoot of Japan's Western-influenced new music. Okay. So the music that they were making in Japan at the time that was influenced by the West, so North American music and things like that, and European music. Oh, yeah, we also talk about European music on this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like saying, talking about how we don't just listen to North American music. No, we don't. We listen to Western music, I should say. Yeah. For the most part. Sounds about right, yeah. Yeah. This one also is very Western influenced. So I guess we're not diverging that much, but it is sung in a different language, which is Japanese. Mm. So city pop includes a wide range of different styles. Uh, so there's funk, disco, R&B, something called AOR, which is adult-oriented rock. Don't even know what that is. Okay. Soft rock and boogie. So basically all of the music genres that were popular during the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. in like North America and Europe, but like in a, singing in Japanese. Um, it's also associated with the country's economic boom and leisure class that was emerging during this time period. In Japan during this time, it was the economy was doing very well, basically. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of people who had a lot of money and they had... They had opportunities to um, buy things like make technology during this time. It's also like an economic boom during this time. Mm-hmm. So it this genre is also identified with 80s technology, such as Walkmans, cassette decks with built, uh, sorry, cassette decks that were built inside cars, FM stereos, various electronic instruments. And the failure that was Betamax. Is that a Japanese thing? I'm assuming it is. Don't. Oh. Quote me 100% of that one. Should we look it up for you really quick? Because I'm kind of interested. Is that Because Betamax was like a, the other, like the... The competition to VHS. To VHS, right. Yeah, it was developed by Sony and was, was released in Japan in 1975. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it wasn't mentioned in one in the article about huh? City Pop because they were like, it failed. I know this because we had a Betamax in the house because my dad's old as hell. <laughs> <laughs> and he thought... Betamax is better than the VHS, so... What was the difference, though? Physically, 
Betamax cassettes were smaller than VHS, and they were supposed to be, like, uh, better specs. That's all I remember. Yeah, so anyways, City Pop is identified with all that 80s technology, and there's no, there's no really unified consensus regarding, like, the definition of City Pop. So for some people, I'd say that it's music that projects an urban feel. Um, the target demographic is urban, well, urbanites, people who live in cities and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, some songs have like more tropical flourishes, like elements taken from disco, jazz, fusion, Okinawan, which is like music from the Japanese islands, mm-hmm. and then like Latin and Caribbean styles as well. Cool. As far as like the musicians, Tatsuro Yamashita, Tatsuro Yamashita is known as the king of city pop, but unfortunately his music is not on Spotify. Like, I, I didn't really find much, so we're not going to be able to play any of um, well, Tatsuro Yamashita's music. Good try on YouTube. We could, but this is a Spotify podcast. So. Um. <laughs> anyway, and then it lost mainstream appeal in Japan after the 80s. The younger Japanese generations didn't really like it, but it has since gained an interna- international online following since the 2010s through the instigation of music-sharing blogs and Japanese reissues. And it's become a touchstone for a lot of sample-based micro-genres, such as Vaporwave and Future Funk. So this is originally how I got introduced to City Pop, actually. Was so TikTok? It, no, actually, it's YouTube. So when I was, I would say around, like, CJEP, like, in um, the college age, like, around 2010, no, 2012, I would say, I figured out, like, I kind of discovered Vaporwave through YouTube, which... When I was reading, like, about City Pop, that's how a lot of people discovered, well, knew what City Pop was, is through Vaporwave, which is kind of like... By the way, sorry um, if I sound like I'm sick, it's just the allergies, because I have been having very bad allergies, so uh, if you hear me sounding all congested, that's why. Mm-hmm. Vaporwave is basically a micro-genre of electronic music, but it has a lot to do with, like, internet culture and meme culture and things like that, and, like, the visual art style... Is sort of like, like, look at this picture. That's sort of like, yeah. <laughs> it has a lot of like graphic design elements that are sort of like 80s inspired. Neon looking. Neon, stuff. pastels, things like that. Um, yeah, visually, it incorporates early internet imagery, late 90s web design, glitch art, anime, 3D rendered objects, cyberpunk, things like that. It's associated with an ambiguous or satirical take on consumer capitalism and pop culture. So I guess that's why it's sort of you know, associated with City Pop as well, since Mm -hmm. City Pop is, like, associated with the leisure class in Japan and, like, the city, so, you know, having, you know, it's... Well, I'm going to talk about the article I read later on, and it's sort of going to make sense after we talk about all of this. And Future Funk was another way that I discovered City Pop, because later on, I would say in around, like, 2017, 2018, Mm -hmm. maybe even later, I found this like random playlist on Spotify and I, I don't even remember what the playlist was called but I was just listening to it and I was like oh I like all these songs I was saving them all I lay, I only discovered now that that was future funk and we're gonna play some songs just to show you what future funk sounds like mm. and I'll def- I'll give you the definition for it later but basically these genres so vaporwave and future funk have a lot of old Japanese songs sampled in them mm. and people started, like, going back and discovering what are these samples, and then that's how people learned about, well, what they call now City Pop. Mm -hmm. So, that was, like, a little um, background to what I actually read today, but uh, continuing on. So, as for the definitions of City Pop, like we said earlier, it varies, there's no really clear definition. Yutaka Kimura, who's an author of numerous books about City Pop, defined it as an urban pop music for those with urban lifestyles. So then, like we see again, the sort of urban take on this music. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also described by Ryotaro Aoki of the Japan Times as artists who scrubbed out the Japanese influences of their predecessors and introduced the sounds of jazz and R&B. Mm-hmm. So it's not really like influenced by any you know traditional Japanese music or anything like that. Although they're singing in Japanese, it's like it's influenced by music that they were making in mostly America, I would say. John Blistein of the Rolling Stones said it's less a strict genre term and more of a broad vibe classification. So you definitely get a sense that, like, when you're listening to this kind of music, there's a vibe going on. It's sort of like that urban city feel of things, you know. And when I, I remember when I was listening to, like, for example, Vaporwave music, 
on YouTube mm -hmm. is often there's like visuals associated with it. And I remember I was listening to one playlist where it was like there was like these old Japanese commercials from the 80s, like in the music video while the music was playing. So there was definitely like this association already with like Japanese culture from mm -hmm. the 80s right. at the time. But yeah, like for me, my personal opinion is that like every song does give me that 80s vibe to it. You're going to see it like when we listen to the music later mm -hmm. and, and like sort of a city feel. It's kind of hard to describe if you don't like we're going to listen to it and then you're going to understand right. what I mean. Yeah. Okay, apparently I said I butchered, um, what is it, Ryotaro Aoki? Mm -hmm. I, I think I said Ryotaro, right? right. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, guys. A-okay. -A <laughs> God. I'm trying to learn Japanese, but uh, it's quite difficult. Actually, you're doing a very good job compared to me. Thank you. Thank you. I, I tried. But no, you actually know quite a lot for only learning through, like, Japanese TV shows and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Drew, like, sometimes, like... I remember one time I downloaded this background off the internet, and it had, like, Japanese writing on it, and he actually knew what it said. <laughs> I was like, how do, you, how do you know what that says? And he's like, well, I've watched so much anime that <laughs> you see the subtitles, and, then and you understand. There was a lot of, like, PlayStation 2 games I used to get illegally from Japan, and they were untranslated, so I had to learn what oh most words looked like. It was a lot of back-and-forth trial error. So. so unintentionally teaching you a language. Yeah. That's funny. And then I knew, like, each uh, hiragana was phonetically. Mm -hmm. I got decent at it at the time, but it's been too long now. Oh, you gotta get back into it. Nah, it's okay. Anyway, so sorry for butchering um, those names. I'll try to be better in the next few uh, things that I'm going to talk about. But, yeah, so the musical origins of City Pop. So the songwriting techniques, the songwriting and arranging techniques, rather, are relatively advanced in City Pop. They have chords that are drawn directly from American soft rocks and with bands inspired by bands such as Steely Dan and the Doobie Brothers. Yutaka cites the band Happy End as ground zero for this genre. So they're like a Japanese folk rock band that were active in the early 70s. Mm -hmm. Ed Mota, who's a Brazilian jazz musician, he traces it to Haruomi Hosono and Tatsuro Yamashita, who are two artists that were popular in the mid-70s. Hosono founded a band called Tin Pan Alley, which fused southern R&B, northern soul, and jazz fusion with Hawaiian and Okinawan tropical flourishes. It's funny that he named it Tin Pan Alley, because that's like sort of referencing like the origins of popular music in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Tin Pan Alley was like a collection of music publishers and songwriters in New York City, and they would like pump out music for people to sing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's like back in like the 40s, I think. If I'm not mistaken. Right. Anyway, so this basically is what would ultimately lead to city pop. So the genres became closely tied to the tech boom as well. We talked about like the Walkman and the FM stereos, but also electronic instruments such as the Casio CZ101, the Yamaha CS80 synthesizers, and the Roland TR-808, which we just talked about in the house episode. Mm -hmm. The genre is also linked to a tech-fueled economic bubble and the wealthy new leisure class it created. So in terms of the popularity, at the time, so in the 70s and 80s, Tatsuro Yamashita and Toshiki Karomatsu were some of the most popular artists as they incorporated complex arrangements and songwriting techniques into their hits. The booming economy at the time made it easier for them to get label funding as well. City Pop also influenced instru instrumental jazz fusion bands such as Cassiopeia, we're gonna listen to a song by Cassiopeia today, mm -hmm. and T-Square, and these this kind of music then influenced Japanese video game music. So it's sort of linked to Japanese video games as well. Right. It then lost mainstream appeal after the 80s. A lot of Japanese people who grew up listening to this kind of music, nowadays they consider it cheesy, mainstream, disposable, you know, kind of how we view a lot of 80s music as well. Yeah. So it's sort of the same thing. Makes sense. Some people even call it shitty pop. <laughs> and then there was a resurgence. There has been a resurgence since the 2010. So mm -hmm. Maria Takeuchi, she gained an international online following. And this resurgence is really thanks to like Blogspot blogs and Japanese reissues circa 2010, which introduced a lot of music nerds to, you know, all this AOR, which is adult-oriented rock, funk, and yacht rock that was trafficked under this amorphous term of like city pop and also YouTube algorithms. So that's how I discovered mm -hmm. 
city pop, well, vaporwave, I should say. Yeah. But basically, you, the YouTube algorithms, they launched all these songs into the wider collective consciousness, so introducing it to people, you know, other, other than people in Japan. It allowed city pop to surge in popularity. And there's endless playlists on YouTube that were originally backed with, like, anime snippets. So we'll be listening to two really popular songs. There's Takeuchi's Plastic Love, and there's a very popular song by Miki Matsubara called Mayonaka no Door. Um, basically, it's in brackets, stay with me. It's very popular on TikTok. Okay. So in 2020, where there was, like, this trend where a bunch of kids were, sh- like, filming their parent, their Japanese parents, and then they would play the song, and all of the Japanese moms would, like freak out and start singing because they remembered it from when they were young Mm -hmm. and to give a little definition about what future funk is so future funk is a french house inspired offshoot of vaporwave that expands upon disco and house elements of vaporwave so originally i learned about city pop from vaporwave but later on i was listening to future funk songs apparently um, I hadn't even i didn't even know that that was like the name of it it's interesting how many like genres will pop up Mm-hmm. <laughs> over time so many like micro genres these are considered micro genres but basically future funk involves a lot of imagery from 1980s anime so there's Yurusei Yatsura is that how you say that? yeah Super Dimension Fortress Macross Sailor Moon mm-hmm. it's the same sample based manner as Vaporwave but a little more upbeat so I'm not going to be playing any Vaporwave songs because I want to keep Vaporwave for another genre but future funk is small enough so that we can just talk about it in this episode and listen to some uh, songs as well. So some popular artists of future funk are Skylar Spence, also known as St. Pepsi, but apparently he had to change his name because Pepsi, we're going <laughs> to sue him. Mm-hmm. Sundare Valley and Ducat and then Young Bay as well. Those are some popular future funk artists. Mm-hmm. So I read this article. It was written in February of 2021 by Kat Zhang Mm -hmm. in Pitchfork. It's called The Endless Life Cycle of Japanese City Pop. So it talks about the song Stay With Me or Mayonaka No Door, that one. It talks about it being popular on TikTok. So TikTok creators, like I said, they were filming themselves playing it for their mothers who light up as soon as they recognized that song from Mm -hmm. their youth. Mm -hmm. It talks about how in the 70s and 80s, Japan was the world's second largest economy and it was threatening to overtake the West with its corporate dominance and cutting edge machines. Mm -hmm. So talking about like the tech boom and all that. So this is a quote. So upwardly mobile Japanese citizens indulged in luxury clothes, imported wine and international travel. Suddenly casual strolls through the city and weekend joy rides assumed a romantic movie like sheen. And that's definitely the vibe I get when I listen to this music as well as, like, what's part of the appeal to me. It's definitely, like, a very... It's kind of, like, nostalgia for something that you never really experienced. Mm-hmm. Like, that idyllic city life. Like, when I was a kid, games on the internet where you could, like, design your own room. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Barbie.com and yeah, things like that. Yeah, yeah. There were so many when I was a kid. I don't know if they still exist. I know that they, like, recreated some of them. But <laughs> I remember, like, whenever it was, like, a game where you could recreate, like, where you could decorate your room. I would always decorate it in, like, a city style. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, I would always choose the penthouse, and I would have all the neon lights and things like that. Because I love that, like, urban, like, yeah. city vibe, you know? It's definitely you. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of why I like City Pop, because it gives you that sort of feel. And, yeah, so going back to the article. So City Pop's sense of escapism is often embodied by Hiroshi Nagai's art. And you'll probably like realize, recognize his art if I show it to you, but it basically he's one of City Pop's iconic designers. So when you think of City Pop visually, you think of his art. Mm-hmm. And it usually features like sparkling blue water, slick cars, pastel buildings. It evokes fantasies of a weekend vacation at sea. And so there's all, there's this, like, art style for City Pop as well. Um, I bought you that, like... The comic house. Yeah. yeah. And when we were watching, because um, I'm watching Dragon Ball with Andrew, because it's his favorite TV show. And when we're watching that show, every time they go to the comic the house, yeah. it gives me that same vibe, like, that City Pop vibe. And so I, I found this City Pop artwork of the coming house and I gave it to Andrew as a gift. It's really cool though. It looks really nice. Yeah. Yeah, so that's Hiroshi Nagai's art. And then City Pop, so it talks about also City Pop falling out of fashion in Japan. And nowadays the popularity of this kind of music shocks Japanese citizens. 
So most people, most Japanese people don't even know the term. And there was a Japanese variety show called Nippon Shisatsudan. Shisatsudan, yeah. Yeah, Shisatsudan. And in January of 2020, they investigated this trend of foreign tourists looking for city pop records in the Shibuya district of Tokyo. So in the show, this reporter asked like this white kid if it's true that this type of music is popular in America. And he says yes. And he shows like one particular record from the 80s that he's really excited that he found. Mm-hmm. And, and then it cuts to the audience and they're all like, what the hell? <laughs> they're all shocked. They're like, no way this music is popular in America. So it's definitely a very like city pop being popular now is very much a North American thing. It's a very niche area. Yeah, exactly. The head of internet music label Business Casual says it's like seeing old commercials from another world. So it's selling the same brands and consumer products, but in a different way than I remember. So kind of like what I was saying, it's like nostalgia for something you never experienced. Mm -hmm. But in a way, you know about it because we've all been through, well, like I wasn't alive during the 80s, but I know what the 80s are like. So I I get that nostalgic feel, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, it's not what I experienced. So it's familiar enough to be comforting, but because it's from another country in another in another language, it has that exotic appeal, and it gives Westerners the room to freely project their desires. So like me personally, it does have this very nostalgic feel to it, but obviously since it's an older genre, it's also very much a product of its time. Mm-hmm. And But that's why it's become so popular, because also our generation and the younger generation's obsession with nostalgia, that's why it's so popular on TikTok now yeah. as well. We talk a lot about nostalgia in this podcast, how so many genres are coming back because people are like, oh, let's bring it back. You know, oh, I love these songs from back in the day. You know, let me. And like, there are so many like, I don't know if this is just me, but I get a lot of TikToks where it's like, do you know all these songs from the early 2000s? And then it'll play like 10 songs. Yeah, I don't get as much as you, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I get those a lot. And like all the, there's, if you watch like city pop YouTube videos, the comments are all kids joking about how they remember, like, for example, there was one comment about, like, this kid, how he said he remembers driving through Tokyo at night when he was, you know, when he was younger, the neon lights, etc. But then they go, like, oh, wait a minute, I'm actually an 18-year-old from the U.S. So they they start off the comment as, like, saying, that, oh, I remember back in Japan, back in the day, and then they're like, oh, wait a minute, I'm a teen I'm 18 years old and I live in the United States. So when Westerners talk about city pop, they're talking about themselves and how they view Asia. This is what they say in the article. So basically, it's like they're romanticizing East Asia. They're romanticizing Japan. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people romanticize Japan. This is why so many people want to go there and visit there. And and obviously, Japan, like every other country, has its faults as well. But, you know, this is part of that whole romanticization Mm -hmm. of Japan. And this is another quote. So, Western mythologies of Japan as our techno-capitalist future, the Internet's acceleration of global change, and the uncanny role of recommendations algorithms in fostering nostalgia for an artificial past. I don't know if that quote made any sense, but basically, (laughs) I don't know what I wrote there. So, basically, like, there's this... So, the algorithms that were popular on YouTube and also on TikTok are fostering this, like, nostalgia for a past that no one here ever really experienced. So why is City Pop so popular on YouTube? There's something called YouTube Core, which commonly refers to a calming mood music. Like, you know all those like like um, like lo-fi study music, things yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lo-fi hip-hop radio beats that you can study to, which is looped so you can listen to it endlessly. Mm-hmm. So the visuals of that specific, specific video that's really popular on YouTube are of a Miyazaki-style illustration mm-hmm. of a girl who's studying. And these individual artists on this playlist have almost no name recognition, and the algorithm somehow roots these listeners to 80s Japanese famous pop stars. This music, which is very commercial, is fitting for city pop's commodification and memification, and also a lot of these songs were theme music for TV commercials as well. City pop, it was beginning to become popular in the 2010s, thanks to Vaporwave and Future Funk and things like that, and then fans would then be like oh i want to know what this song is so they would trace the original samples and that's how city pop became future became popular now mm-hmm. and i've seen tiktoks where it's like oh i love like this japanese style of music it just feels like you're riding around in the city you know i'm riding around through tokyo like <laughs> <laughs> and again going back to the article so boom era japan with this neon metropolises and abundant consumer freedoms embodies a lost promise of a capitalist utopia that was crushed in the 90s by the country's recession. 
By savoring its music, listeners can both indulge in and mourn the beautiful, naive optimism that seemingly defined the time. So, as well as its its bracing visions of what would lie in, what would lie ahead. So it's like this nostalgia for what capitalism could have achieved, <laughs> but obviously yeah. capitalism failed. Um, and one YouTube comment even said, "I miss the future." So like city pop and like the imagery associated with it is very much a like, oh, look at how far we could go in the future. Like this is what the future is like, but the future is not like that, obviously. So, so it's like a a longing for a different time. And the internet rushes through time, so it makes a year feel like decades. And that's why styles go by so quickly. Like, I was was watching one TikTok about how, like, in this year we were all dressing like the 90s, and then next year we were dressing like the 2000s. And then <laughs> they were, like, worried because, like, oh, no, people are going to start dressing like the 2010s and start wearing, like, owl necklaces and things like that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, how, how is that already coming back, you know? So TikTok is basically just accelerating the mass appeal for City Pop as well as other nostalgic-related things due to its algorithm. And City Pop is very popular on TikTok thanks to a creator called At Tokyo Age. There's a few songs that have become popular from this TikTok page. There's Junko Ohashi's telephone number. There's Fragile Fragile by Tetsuro Yamashita that was also sampled in um, a Tyler the Creator song. Okay. And then there's Englewood by Crystal Dolphin or Crystal Dolphin by Englewood. I don't remember. But basically, this is a future funk remix of Kingo Hamada's Dolphin in Town from 1982. Well, we'll listen to both today. Okay. And it's also part of this trend of people idolizing Japan, like I said earlier, which is basically the inverse of how city pop started. It was Japan idolizing the West. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny how that worked out as well. Of so that's city pop. Like, that's the history behind it. That's how it became popular today. Drew, I feel like I've told you about, like, I've showed you some city pop songs before, but... Uh, I don't think you've really shown me city pop songs. I feel like I have, though. Like, I showed you... I definitely showed you some future funk songs when I was listening to them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you did, but um, we were talking more about imagery and stuff. Yeah, definitely the imagery we've spoken about. But are you excited to listen to some music? I am, Are actually. you ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be... I think it's going to be fun. We're going to... We're going to have a good time. All right, let's get into it. Okay, so let's listen to some music. The first song we're going to listen to is the song by Miki, Miki Matsubara called Stay With Me or Mayonaka No Door. Uh, this is a song that was really popular on TikTok with all the people showing their Japanese moms reminiscing over it. So okay. that's the song. <laughs> So what did you think of the song? Sounds like a outro to an anime. Yeah, <laughs> it does kind of sound like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I could hear that playing at the end of like an old 80s Gundam episode, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's cute, I like it. So the next song we're going to play is Fly Day Chinatown by Yasuha. And then we're going to play the future funk version of it. Okay.
original by Yasuha. Mm -hmm. This is called Memory Lane by Aces to Aces and it samples Fly Day Chinatown. All right. So let's listen let's to that. It's like a sped up version mm -hmm. of the original. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's fun. It's, I like that one. It's, it's fun to listen to. Uh, that's how I originally heard it. I originally heard it on this <laughs> on this song, which sampled it, and I had no idea that it was a sample. I was just like, oh, this is good. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> all right, the next song is Plastic Love by Maria Takeuchi. The next one, <laughs> this one I remember being popular on TikTok, but it's not this particular version. It's the future funk version that got popular, but this is called, okay, so the song is called Dolphin in Town by Kingo Hamada. jazzy part in the beginning mm -hmm. it's it's a very like 80s sound as well and i like it's called the album is called midnight cruising so you get that like city like mm -hmm. midnight cruising vibe you know i've heard but, that over the years i remember from where yeah and in wait you've heard the song you mean mm -hmm. oh cool this one itself i guess it's a really popular one was this the one that was um featured in something else you wrote here yeah it, it was in a tiktok but I'm going to show you the specific part that got popular on TikTok. Okay. I'm going to fast forward. I think it's around 2, 2.40 into the song. So that sound clip there was part of a really popular trend on TikTok where mm -hmm. people were using that, like, one um, filter where it makes you twist your whole like screen, <laughs> and I, I don't remember what the jokes were, but it was it was funny. If I find it, I'll put it on the TikTok. But then, but the, that's not what was popular on TikTok. It was actually the Crystal Dolphin. No, sorry, it was actually the Inglewood version called Crystal Dolphin, 
because he actually took that part and just put it in the song. So this is that version. seen that TikTok trend before you'll recognize that sound right away. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I like had never even thought of looking up that song before and then one day I was just listening to City Pop like I was like oh City Pop greatest hits whatever and then I was listening to that Kingo Hamada version and that part came up and I was like oh my god this is that TikTok mm-hmm. sound <laughs> and that happened throughout so many City Pop songs I was like oh I've heard this on, t- on TikTok or I've heard this in a very popular song we're going to play some songs that were sampled in very popular pop songs of today. Okay. But first, we're going to play another song. This is called Remember Summer Days by Andri. sampled in another future funk song. This is also Remember Summer Days by Night Tempo. happy upbeat songs and make it even happier and up, yeah. more upbeat yeah because it's like more sped up and like i don't know it's they're doing a good job so far it's definitely like you know it's it's, it's good what they i find it's it's a it's a uh just bringing it back in like a fun way mm-hmm. anyway a more modern way a more modern way too yeah at the same time this next song is called midnight pretenders by tomoko aran and it was sampled in a very popular song that we're going to play after. Okay. <laughs> 
think everyone will know right away which song <laughs> sampled it. This is Out of Time by The Weeknd. Yeah, like he really does that 80 sound really well. His his voice works with it really well. He's just a good singer. He can do any song. He is a very good singer. And he has so many good songs. And that one, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, immediately I love this. Same. And then when I was listening to the City Pop playlist that I had found later on, that was the first song that came on, Midnight Pretenders. And I was like, oh, yeah. Until, like mm-hmm. right away, obviously, I noticed oh, yeah. it. And then more and more I started noticing other samples. This is another one. It's the this is the original. It's called Last Summer Whisper by Henri. So I'll play that first. songs have like such a good feel to them like it's such a nice vibe listening to this kind of music mm-hmm. especially on such a hot summer day like today <laughs> this one you know this one's called last summer whisper like it's good good music to listen to in the summer i'm I find. sorry you canadians can't handle 30 degrees celsius <laughs> it's too much no it's not it's, it's perfect. too much not in may anyway continuing on so this song so uh, the vibes are great right mm-hmm. and then there's a, an artist called Genevieve, who's kind of like an R&B artist. She made a song called Baby Powder. It came out a few years ago. When was this one? From 2021. And I, I loved her music right away. This, and then I never realized that this was sampled, this sampled a synth pop song. So this is Baby Powder by Genevieve. That whole album is really nice. So, like, I was listening to the City Pop playlist, and, and Last Summer Whisper came on. I was like, oh, my God, this is generous. <laughs> uh, and it also is the same thing with uh, Tyler, the Creator. One of his songs sampled uh, Fragile by Tetsuro Yamashita. I forget which song it was, but it was on the Igor album. Okay. I think it's, like, one of the biggest ones. Um, but, unfortunately, that one's not on Spotify, so I can't play that one. But uh, we will play Cassiopeia. So this is called Midnight Rendezvous by Cassiopeia. Mm-hmm. 
that's Midnight Rendezvous by Cassiopeia. So yeah, they're described as a jazz fusion band. You can definitely like hear that. They, mm-hmm. There's no vocals. It's very jazzy. The next song we're going to play is by Junko Ohashi. Oh, I forgot the title already. Hold on. Telephone number. Ohashi. I think that's a cute one. I like that one. That is a nice one, yeah. Yeah. That one was one of the popular ones on TikTok. So that's the songs that, like, we talked about in my explanation of city pop. And then I was just listening on my own to a city pop playlist. And these are two songs that I like. This next one is Capricorn Woman by Naomi Akimoto. And obviously, I am a Capricorn, so it's saying to me. <laughs> just kidding. But this is Capricorn Woman. synthesizer music mm-hmm. to my love for the 80s yes. the new wave uh, <laughs> lover in me <laughs> next song is called for this is the last song that we're gonna play this is called 4 a.m by teiko onuki sounds in that one and uh, that's city pop that's what i have did you like the kind of music that we played today? well the only nostalgic feeling i would have is it just reminds me of older animes yeah that's what i thought too because i think that the music is similar in a way well they use singles and songs for the from time the 80s especially older age I mean, older animes that are from the 80s would use well, that Well, they used the uh, singles or modern at the time. Same thing for anime release now. Yeah, exactly. Songs, you know, up-and-coming artists. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess in that sense, it was nostalgic for you. Did you like the music? Yeah, that's good. It's not like I love it, I'll listen to it on my own. But <laughs> oh, I would. <laughs> that's fine, if you're playing, I'll listen. Yeah, we'll go for a drive one day and we'll pretend we're driving through Tokyo. <laughs> I'll be like, I miss the future. You know me, if I'm driving, I'll be listening to Super Eurobeat. <laughs> oh, that's another one we gotta do. Yeah, so do you have anything else to say about this kind of music? 
I like that, uh, what's it called? Future Funk? Yeah. It's taking all this and... All these older songs and just... That's more my speed, my taste. Gave, awesome. Giving a newer take on yeah. it. I like that too. I like when they do things like mm-hmm. that. It's like, it's a mix of nostalgia, but also like modernity in a way. Mm-hmm. Kind of similar to what, what was that genre that we did? Kind of like what Hyperpop is doing. Well, in a way, not really with Hyperpop, but sometimes they take older like genres and yeah. mix it into their into their songs, which I really like as well. Mm-hmm. So similar to what they're doing. But to me, it's more like what hip-hop did with like disco and jazz music. That too. It's like, a, well, you see like... Everything is influenced by something, and mm-hmm. so there, there are, you're, there, you're always going to see those influences somehow. But in terms of future funk, it's literally just taking samples and like working on them. And they're doing a wonderful job. So they're doing well. a great job, yeah. But that's you know, it's very literal mm-hmm. what they're doing. That's great. Yeah, no, I really like it, and I will be listening to it more. Uh, and if you're interested in city pop, there are numerous playlists on Spotify on YouTube. Let the algorithm take you there is what I suggest get into that nostalgic vibe that you never experienced, but you'd like to think that you experienced once. <laughs> use um, your imagination. Use your imagination. Pretend you're driving through this <laughs> through the city streets <laughs> of Tokyo in 1985. Or you're just speeding down the wine down, you know, so. What's the wine down? It's like a highway thing. I don't even know if I'm saying it properly. Oh, in, in Japan? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and uh, also listen to some Tatsuro Yamashita because we didn't play any of his music, but it's good. Mm-hmm. And you should because apparently he's the king of city pop. So <laughs> so go listen to him. And that's city pop. We thank you very much for listening to this shorter episode of I Listen to Everything. We'll be back soon with another exciting music genre. Thank you again. Take care. Bye-bye.